Welcome to the Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz, and welcome back to the first Sunday of Advent for the week of November 29th, 2020. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig in this week's podcast. And isn't it exciting that we have made it to Advent? We are in the new church year. We are welcoming in this year, the year of Mark, year B. And this is really exciting for me because this is the beginning of the lectionary that I started in. I started the first Sunday in January in 2017. So we have almost completed one whole round of the lectionary. And that's really exciting for me. There's a couple things that I have planned here, thinking about trying to do some things that will be some adjustments, but I'm really excited about that. But I think also just starting the new year, it's always exciting. Being in Advent is kind of a fun season to be in. This weird season of waiting and watching. And it's the season as a child that we just absolutely dreaded. We hated being in this season and the simple reason of how many more days till Christmas. But I think it's also this weird season of where we're in this moment of being able to think about and appreciate and get prepared for when Christ comes and being prepared our hearts for the coming of Christ initially and thinking about what that actually meant. And I think that's a really unique and interesting place to be in within the church. And especially when you look at this year, as we are waiting and watching for the pandemic to end, we are waiting and watching to see how is the church going to be different moving forward. I think these are great questions. And this year has left us with a lot more questions than answers. And so it lends itself in a unique way to thinking about Advent and really digging into it. So let's jump into what we had as our Twitter question last week, which was, how can we be better sheep? How can we keep our eyes watching for others? And it's the simple little responses of being observant to those simple little things that it's easy to overlook. The asking of how is your day and how are you doing and genuinely worried about what their response is and listening and trying to pick up on those notes, trying to be the person that's noticing those different things of, I heard so-and-so was sick within your life, how are they doing? Those moments, those loving moments, those chances of really being able to show Christ-like love to others is huge. And I think it's something that is often overlooked. And that was one of our responses this last week. And I think it kind of ties into, as they often do, into this week's gospel and just what we're going to be going through this week. So let's just jump into it. The gospel text this week is out of Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. So we're getting this first sampling of Mark this week, and it's kind of depressing. We're jumping right into the 13th chapter, which is near the end of Mark's gospel, and we kind of get what this end times type of gospel, talking about how there will be all this moving and shaking and things happening when the Son of Man comes into his glory and how all this will go on and comparing it to fig trees and knowing when the time and the season is coming. We get the weird and often quoted verse here in verse 30. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place, referring to this not passing of the guard. 
uh, without them understanding and seeing that Christ is coming. But I think the last few verses here is what really is important. Verse 32, I think, is a really important one. But about the day or the hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. And so then we get this shift here at this moment of be aware, keep alert. And this idea of we don't know when that time is coming, very similar to what we had with the bridesmaids a few weeks ago in Matthew's gospel, but that we have to then just be alert on watch. Like when if we had a slave watching the door, that the doorman would have to stay awake not knowing when the owner is going to come home. And that this idea of it could be in the middle of the night, it could be evening, midnight, the cock crow, it could be dawn the next day, who knows? But we need to keep awake and keep alert. The first reading this week is out of Isaiah chapter 64 verses 1 through 9. And again, this is kind of that text of a little bit of prophecy here coming from Isaiah, kind of foretelling about the coming of Christ, having been on this side of the cross that we can understand that's where we can interpret that quite easily. I think one of the things that was brought up in the Working Preacher podcast this week that was really interesting is coming out of verse 6, talking about this filthy cloth and how being filthy at that point was this idea of no matter how much you cleaned, you still had unclean things. And this idea within our own society in which we're in right now with this virus and trying to be clean, and yet there's still going to be this. And the only thing that really truly makes us clean is the deliverance from God and realizing that God is the potter and he is shaping things. And it's the question of if we're going to let him shape, are we going to ignore and make it more difficult? The psalm this week is Psalm 80 verses 1 to 7 and 17 to 19. And this is a really unique one in that it's definitely a prayer this week. We get this line of, Restore us, O God, let your face shine that we might be saved, repeated three different times throughout. And this continued talking with God on, we are struggling to be your flock and we work on it. We really have a hard time with it and help us to continue to be molded into the people that we need to be. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. Here we get the beginning of the first letter of Paul writing to the church in Corinth. And we talk about how the gifts of what God has given us and that the grace that he has given us and what that means for us to be able to give out to other people because of what Christ did for us, and that we need to then continue to be faithful in the fellowship with our brothers and sisters as we go through this and are looking at the spiritual gifts that we have been given but and listening to each other, but working together to really fulfill where God is steering us to go. So before we jump into how faith and science come together, we have to do our shameless plug. 
Working Preacher. If you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Between their Sermon Brainways podcast, their commentaries, their discussions, as I have already brought up, I love listening to this podcast because I'm not an ordained minister. I haven't gone to seminary. So this has been great to be able to hear not from one, not two, not three, but four seminary professors and just their Sermon Brainways podcast. That doesn't even bring up their multiple commentaries that they have on that website from other biblical scholars along with other discussions that go on there. Plus, they have narrative lectionary and a Spanish one. It's just a great resource. If you haven't looked and checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it because they are what help bring this podcast to you each and every week. It's kind of weird to be jumping into the beginning of Advent and immediately talking about the second coming of Christ. At least for me, that feels like a bit of a stretch. But there is something that I think is really important that is trying to be taught and brought up here. And it's talking about what we talked a little bit about here in the gospel text, but we can definitely also see it in the Isaiah text of being alert, keep awake, keep looking for Christ. This idea of that we continue to observe and look for Christ And as we do that, like we talk about and see in the psalm, it's the recognition then that we need to be continued to be molded into the people that God is wanting us to be, along with that then we can start to see where God is. And that's where we see it also in the second reading this week out of Paul's text here, talking about how we are the embodiment of trying to be Christ in the world and what does that mean and what does that look like. And if that's the case, as we're looking for Christ and continuing to search for Christ, what does that fully mean? At first, this seemed really difficult to be, okay, Advent, trying to prepare for Christ, and we have this weird end times type of text, along with, then how do we bring science into this equation? But it's really not that hard, because when we really think about it, what we are told in the gospel text especially is to be alert, be awake, keep our eyes focused and looking and scanning and being alert to what is going on. That's a major part of science. Observation. Looking for and being keen to the details of what's going on. If you are told to watch a specific bird all day long and write down the movements, you have to be alert, keen, focused for however long you're in that blind to write all those details down. If you miss a detail, that is potential fact, that is potential error, that could mean a failed experiment. And who knows how much money in a lot of ways that could impact. And we've talked about that before and how science at times struggles with that. So you have to be focused, you have to be keen, you have to be observant, you have to make sure that you're alert, awake, to make sure that you're jotting all this stuff down. That's science. It's even when you get the raw data and trying to be either that this worked the way that you expected or didn't work the way that you expected, trying to look at the data and is there other things that we can learn from this? Is there things that we've overlooked by being so focused on this one particular thing? That's science. 
And that's also a lot of what our faith is, is being not so focused on just one thing that we ignore this. Isn't that part of what we're being told here is that we have to continue to search for Christ. We have to continue to be looking for Jesus in our every day, not just in the past, but in our present and future. Another example of this is I have a flowering cactus that I'm really excited about, that we have multiple blossoms being ready. The buds are there. I see them. And one specifically has really grown, and it's going to be a matter of days now. I'm very confident. But I also know that those blossoms don't last very long. So if I'm going to enjoy it, I have to be keen, I have to be alert, I have to keep making the conscious decision every day to look at that plant and see what is it needing and being observant of, is today the day? Is today the day that I get to see this little amazing thing happen? That little Jesus moment, if you want to put it that way, of seeing the flower blossom and recognizing that and not overlooking that. But it's also when we think about this and try taking it even out of a human perspective on science, this is something that we see all around us all the time. And it's really interesting that here we are getting Jesus reminding us in the Gospel of Mark that this is what is coming. Like he doesn't know when he's coming back, only the Father does. But just be alert, be awake, be keen on it. The example that I can think of is bears. Isn't this what bears do? If you look at the cycle, and I'll attach some links down below, their diet in the fall changes. How do they know to change their diet? How do they know that it's time to start building up fat tissue? How do they know at this right point that they need to start figuring out things to clog themselves up a little bit for their hibernation. How do they know that? They're being keen. They're being alert. They're being aware. They are noticing that the days are getting shorter, and it's in their internal clock to know now is the time to prepare for this. You see, part of this is not just the keeping awake and being alert. It's also the preparing aspect of it. That if we are being told to be awake and alert, how are we preparing to be awake and alert? What are the things that we need to do to be awake and alert? What are the things that we need to be looking at and understanding as we see that God is working in us? And yes, there's going to be a lot of crazy things. And we can look at those, but we can also be ready, keen, and awake and ready for what is next. Realizing that God is still molding us and making us and moving us in these times, whatever that time may be. But realizing that he's molding us in the present to make up and be ready for the future. It's the question of, are we going to let the potter work with his clay? Are we going to recognize the gifts that we've been given, like it's talked about in the 1 Corinthians text, and let God use us to be the vessel that he's wanting us to be, being the scientist that you are called to be by being observant, being watchful, having the keen eye, looking at the details, asking questions to see if we can further understand something. Is this not any different than our own faith? 
we are told to be keeping awake and being alert because we don't know when that time is coming. A lot of times in science, what's really difficult is when you are doing an experiment, sometimes you can approximate when roughly something should happen, but you still need to run it to figure out when it's going to happen. Or if you're chasing down something within an animal species, it might be out of your control. And you just have to wait and watch and be observant. Or maybe you can compare this to like geese, where it doesn't feel like it's anywhere near the time for you to be preparing for winter. It's 4th of July. What are you doing? But they're building up the strength. It's starting to have watch their hormones as the late summer progresses decrease. They start to flock up. They start doing training flights to build up the muscles to prepare them for the journey ahead. They have been alert. They're seeing what's going on. They're seeing, is it a possibility that I can stay? Is there the food sources that I would need? Is there the water sources that I would need? Or do I have to go south? How far south do I have to go? We'll see. We'll see. Being keen, being alert, being awake. How are we doing that with our own faith? How are we being alert and awake with our own faith? That's your Twitter question this week. How are you being alert and awake with your own faith? This is not hard, but it is hard. Because it means that we have to be looking for Jesus in the everyday. Because to me, that's part of the preparation. Being able to see the little things that God is doing, the little things that Jesus is in, in the everyday. As I wait for that blossom on my Christmas cactus, I am waiting to see the small, miraculous marvel of Christ. The small reminder of how I am not in control, God is. It's not on my time, it's on his time. That small, simple reminder. The bear realizing that no matter how long they wanted summer to be, it's not the bear's choice that the globe has tilted and now we're moving closer and closer and closer to winter. That I then need to prepare, even though it's not here yet, I need to prepare for that. The geese realizing that, yep, the hormones are down. It's time to start flocking up. It's time to start building up those muscles because maybe I can stay here, but most likely I got to move south. I don't know how far, but I need to be prepared. At some point, this lake is going to freeze over and I can't be here. Am I prepared then to go at that time? Am I being keen and awake to realize that this is where God is calling me at this moment? Am I letting myself be molded out of the clay into what God is wanting me to be? Am I sitting in that blind looking at a songbird and taking down all those notes that the 12 hours that I'm there making sure that I am awake and alert to make sure that I'm taking accurate data so that we can continue to learn more about this bird and understand more about God's creation as a creator, like we talked about last week. Observation is a major part of faith, and it's a major part and a fundamental part of science. It's the question of 
are we being alert to notice these things? Or are they going to slip by? The psalm reminds us of this, where how often we misunderstand and then we get upset with God. How long? How long? How much longer? Sounding as if we are little children sitting in the back seat of mom and dad's vehicle. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Realizing that if we let God be God, we would start to see the face of his son all around us by being observant instead of overly focused on just the end goal. Being alert and awake to noticing the things that are going on and seeing God's hand at work. Realizing that it's not on our time, it's on his time. And just because we think we're seeing things, we still have to be open to understanding it's not our ability, it's God's ability to know. Realizing and looking at the strengths that God has given us to utilize as a body like a science community sharing results. This is one that we really have to look to our brothers and sisters in the scientific community and say, how can we learn from this in our faith community? Because this is a fundamental part of both, and yet I feel that it's something that, as a body, we struggle with in the church. That times we become tired. There's times we fall asleep. And as a body, are we all falling asleep or are we nudging each other awake so that we can continue to be alert and awake? And how are we preparing for this? How are we seeing it in the day-to-day right now? As we are in this Advent season of preparing for Christ, we need to be willing and able to see Christ in our day-to-day. If we are to see science as this ever field of challenging us to grow and to look for the experiments right outside our window to understand what's out there from the creator as we've talked about then we also need to be able to recognize that these are also opportunities for us to better understand who our creator is and see them as Christ-like moments of the present as we continue to keep our eyes to the future but don't overlook the present. So that we can also use these in the past when we're having trouble seeing these moments to realize, yeah, we've seen this. It's there. I just need to be alert and awake for it. So, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.